Welcome to the Super Fantasy Football Podcast, where the athletes become your heroes. Welcome to the Super Fantasy Podcast. My name is Seth. I've got a guest host today. You want to state your name for the listeners here? I'm Clinton. I'm usually on this more often, but I've been gone for a few weeks now. Clinton's back, baby. Let's go. All right. We have a conversation piece in the show, which means it's not going to just be 20 minutes of me just reading off of my notes. It'll be a lot more fun. Still entertaining, though. Yeah, we both come into this week one and two. How are you feeling about your team, Clinton? Uh, kind of a little disappointed, to be honest. Yeah? Some of my guys are, I think that I was expecting more from, like, C.D. Lamb. But, you know, a couple rough weeks, so we'll bounce back, though. For sure. What about you? What about you? Um, my team is disappointing me tremendously. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Uh, how is your big money league going? Oh, I'm three and zero in that one. Oh snap! Yeah, and I'm honest. I'm a little surprised considering the injuries I had going into the before the season even started, and so far so good. Derrick Henry, dude, his money. Oh yeah, for sure. Forgot you had him. You took him yep. third overall, right? Yep, and that's worked out really well. For sure. I think I think that's probably where I would have gone if I had the third yeah. overall pick. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I ended up with that pick because top two, I would have definitely gone CMC or Dalvin Cook, and they've already both missed games. I was surprised you didn't go Alvin Kamara with the third. I thought about it, but I was like, I kind of want the steady, know what you're going to get with Derrick Henry. Gotcha. Makes sense. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we'll just get into some news and notes real quick. We'll run through these. There's not as many injuries this week as there was last week. Uh, just quick stuff, Broncos wide receiver K.J. Hamler tore his ACL, so they're down to a limited wide receiving you know, group there. CMC is not going on IR, which is good news for McCarry Me. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster is day-to-day with bruised ribs. Ravens rookie wide receiver Rashad Bateman is practicing this week. I don't know if he's on anybody's team. I doubt it. Patriots running back. What did you say? Oh, yeah. I was agreeing. I said I highly doubt that he's anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's available. Patriots running back. uh, James White suffered a hip injury. That's going to end his season. On The one week I decided to play him, though, that happened. (laughs) And I was thinking, like, no way this guy gets injured. He never – he rarely does. But, man, I think it's a hip subluxation, just like um, Fitzpatrick did. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know That's if it's funny. my fault for playing him, but <laughs> you jinxed him. Yeah, and that kind of submarined my my week actually. So double whammy. Anyway, AJ Brown is week to week with a hamstring. That's got to be worrisome uh, for yeah. the owner of him or anybody who owns him. Daryl Henderson is hopeful to play this week for the Rams. The Colts and running back Marlon Mack are actively seeking a trade. 
Josh Gordon's been reinstated and signing with the Chiefs. I don't Any juice on that? You, have, you think that's worth anything? I'm, I'm kind of thinking no. No, I would say no. Yeah. Uh, T. Higgins is out for the game tomorrow against Jacksonville. And then just some miscellaneous non-practicing players. Kittle, Will Fuller, and MVS all mispractice with small injuries. All right. I guess we'll get into the weekly recaps for week three. I was terrible this week on my picks. I went one and five, <laughs> which makes me nine and nine on the season. So I started off five and one, then I went three and three, and now I went one and five this week, which brings me to an even 500. So I got to step up my game in my predictions. Yeah. We'll go ahead and start off with my matchup. I went up against... Michael Scott Paper Company, he beat me by 12 points. Uh, I took the L. I had villains Rondell Moore and James White combined for 0.5 points, which is pretty impressive. I don't think <laughs> I've ever seen a duo combine for less points than that. And then Michael Scott Paper Company advances Patrick Mahomes and DeAndre Swift saving the day for him. You want to say anything about this matchup? I mean, you kind of, you just got, got a little unlucky. I to did. Be honest. But little, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup are looking great. That is a very good combo. Yeah. If only Cooper I wasn't Cup spoiling it by putting up such terrible <laughs> performances from the rest of my team. Yeah. 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 The Rondell Moore one really hurts because it what? looked like he was gonna take a bigger role and then that that wide receiver core might just be unpredictable outside of Hopkins. Yeah. I mean I don't generally chase points. But I felt pretty confident that this one was going to be okay. I did, I did the same exact thing in, in the, my other league. I picked him up and started him, and he got me like a point. Yeah, I had negative point six points from him. Yeah, did he fumble or something? Yeah, so <laughs> he was fielding a punt, and the ref threw the his flag to call a penalty, yeah. and it hit the ball as he was <laughs> trying to catch it. That's why he fumbled. So that was negative one point. <laughs> That should be like a, a redo. You would think. So why are you th- what are you doing, ref? Dude, that that ref's got really good hand-eye cord. Is that hand-eye coordination when you throw something at something? Or is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't sure if it was just like when you're hitting something with a baseball bat. That's what nah, I think no. of when I think of hand-eye coordination. Anyway, that ref like must be a really good skeet shooter or something. Seriously. Yeah. I also don't know if I said that right, skeet shooting. Anyway. That sounds right. It does. It does sound correct. We'll go into your matchup here. You lost after looking yeah. like you were going to win. I think that's the second was... week in a row you looked like you were yeah. going to win and then didn't. You had CD Lamb and Devontae Smith going, and they combined for 12 points uh, to finish yeah. off Monday night. Anyway, McCarry me advances to... Three and zero. He had no clear and obvious standout, so we're gonna give some love to the kicker, Justin Tucker, putting up 15 points and hitting a 66-yard record field goal. Who cares? It's the Ravens. Nobody likes them. (laughs) I watched that and I was. It was crazy, and I was dead inside when I watched it. He's the best. He's the best kicker of all time. He's gotta be. Yeah. He is. There is no like. There's no Adam and Terry. Whatever. Justin Tucker, 
No, no yeah. one's better. I don't think you could say anybody else would make that field goal. No. And no one else would get that bounce. No. You're right. So I was you I would. was quite sad watching that, honestly. I was <laughs> so looking forward to the meltdown that would have happened had the Ravens lost to the Lions. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you had the Villains trio of Damon Harris, Sterling Shepard, and Devontae Smith. Yeah, it was rough. Moving on to M. Sione's matchup as he falls to 0-3. He went up against Team Luis. He lost by a total of 16 points. He lost Alvin Cook this week after saying that Christian McCaffrey was injury-prone. <laughs> Ended up losing his own running back that he took first overall. Uh, but that really wasn't the problem because Zach Moss did great as a fill-in. The problem was he left Josh Allen on his bench to play Justin Fields. Why? I don't, I don't know, because I said Why? last week in the podcast, like, maybe you considered starting Justin Fields. Just kidding. You have just, you have Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen runs. He's a great quarterback. Um, like, that would just, come on. And so, that would have literally got him the win. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, easily. But he blames it on his biases. He's an Ohio State fan. It wasn't That's like, I, you definitely weren't expecting Justin Fields to get you four points. The Bears' offensive scheme is just yeah. terrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. Matt Nagy, I don't understand how he didn't get fired, like, immediately after that game. He is awful. He's the new Gase. He's worse than Gase, honestly. He's... Because, holy... Dude, change your offense. Yeah. Uh, so, Justin Fields and Robert Tunyon obviously play the villain role in this one. And Luis started his stud quarterback and got 35 points from him. Justin Herbert plays the hero for Luis this week. Juicy Mango went up against somebody as I look for it. The Thing. The Thing, yes. And he ended up coming up with the victory. Um, another close one, just 12 points separated these guys. The good news uh, for The Thing is that his team's finally starting to put together some points. Um, but we'll give the villain role to Terry McLaurin this week. Scored under nine points. And then for Juicy Mango, Kirk Cousins and Mike Williams. Uh, playing the hero role, as well as the Broncos' defense. They all overshot their projections um, by large amounts. So Mike Williams is on fire. Man, he's been so good. I thought he was, like, hurt, too. Remember when we talked about him in, like, the pre-draft stuff? Yeah. Neither one of us got him, and here we are, one and two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Going on to Black Panthers matchup, this was the only one I actually predicted correctly. So, go me. He ended up winning by almost 30 points. He went up against Snitches Get Witches. Uh, a great team of heroes for, Hero- for Black Panther. His team had a great game. Tom Brady, Derrick Henry, Kareem Hunt, and DK Metcalf all scored over 21 points. And Snitches Get Witches had the villainous duo of Julio Jones and Leonard Fournette. Yeah, 145. I think that was the m- most points on the week. So, yeah, I did right in choosing a... High scorer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the final matchup. Hoenn Hariyamas continues the trend of 0-2 teams progressing to 0-3. He had Noah Fant and Robbie Anderson put up villainous performances. They both scored under three points. Not as bad as having them combined for 0.6 points, but close. <laughs> and then Delta Variant... Um, his top pick, Ezekiel Elliott, 
teams up with Ryan Tannehill uh, to form his heroic duo this week. Yeah, so like I said, I went 1-5. and five. I was off this week. I might have been pulling for those 0-2 teams to get a win a little bit too much. So I end up 9-9 nine and nine on the season. And we haven't done your predictions because you've I've been, been yeah. MIA. AF, yeah, AFK, MIA, AWOL, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> but you're back, so maybe we'll do some predictions this week. Right. Just want to say to all you 0-3 teams, you got this. Keep going. There are, there's an extra game this year. There's so. a path for you to make the playoffs. You know how many teams have started oh in like four and still make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, realistically, you need seven or eight wins to make the playoffs, right? Last year it was eight. This year there's an extra game, so we're going to do like what? Like, you know. Nine. Ten wins probably. Seven to nine wins. Let's yeah. say seven to nine. Seven's maybe a bit of an undershoot, but if you can get to seven, you got a chance. Uh, and anything that's happened to this point can happen in reverse. So all the, you know, those three and zero guys, they could end up going zero and three over the next three weeks. Plus, we start the uh, inter intra. Which one is it? Inter division play this week. Oh yeah, so, inter division. Inter division play. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, it is. All right. Pick up against these weak divisions. Yeah. Actually, Anything else you want to uh, talk about that happened this week before we move on? Um, uh, not really. It was a bit of an underwhelming week, fantasy wise. Yeah, I mean the highest scoring team on our league was one forty five. We've definitely seen a lot higher. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see uh, how it starts off tomorrow. We've got the. Bengals going against the Jaguars. I always like to have a piece of the Thursday night game just because it makes it more fun. And I wanted to get the the Bengals defense, but that was snatched up early this morning. So I'm going with the Bengals kicker. So I have (laughs) some sort of piece of the Thursday night game. Man, he could have a good day. He could. Jacksonville is not good. Yeah. All right. We're ready. For the Category 5, Mach 1, the Pillar of Autumn's going down, get in the lifeboats, threat level midnight alarm time. Players we are worried about. And players that we need to have a game plan for. We're going to talk about how worried are we and what's the game plan going forward. You ready? I'm ready. All right. These are all volunteered names from our league people commenting who they are worried about we'll discuss them how they've been playing and what the game plan might be so first up we've got the first wide receiver off the board in the draft this year Tyree Kill coming in from Hoenn Hariyama's wants to know how worried we should be about Tyree Kill right now I mean I wouldn't be that worried to be honest the Chiefs will figure it out they're they're still the Chiefs they've just had a but just a weird two weeks with a lot of turnovers. Yeah. I think they'll get that figured out. I would expect Tyreek Hill to have like a big week soon. Yeah. I mean, I understand why he's worried. The past two weeks, yeah. he's combined for 12 points. His snap percentage was kind of weird on last week. It was only 73%, and he only had seven targets. The But you you, know, you got to look at week one. Like week one, That's, he's going to yeah. put up. 
hopefully more often than not, those types of weeks where he's going for almost two hundred yards. On he's also not. He's also not a high reception type of type of player. He, well, he had like sixty or seventy receptions last year. Yeah. He just he's just a big play guy who is so dangerous that he always makes a play almost every game. Yeah, and you just kind of look back to last year. He did have some, you know, kind of some down performances. Yeah. Two and a half points week six, nine and a half points week sixteen. I got like he had he was a little bit more consistent than what we're seeing right now. But yeah. you're looking for those, you know, twenty five plus point games, and then the 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 games that are just going to ultimately win you weeks where he just goes off. I agree. If I had to put like a scale on it from like one to five, I'd maybe say like I'd just go a one. Honestly, I'm not worried about Tyree Kill. I would. I would too. If you want to trade Tyree Kill, I'll I'll interest yeah. you in a trade. But I'm down. Yeah. All right. So not worried about Tyree Kill. We move on to the next name here, coming in from Black Panther, who says he's worried about AJ Brown. He's taking the second round. Thoughts on AJ Brown? Uh, I, I'd be a little more worried about that one. Still not, I'd say probably about the two, two to three range, just depending on this injury, really. If the injury lingers and becomes a problem, then that's a little worrisome. But, worrisome. but in terms of kind of fantasy output, similar to Tyree Hill, he's just had a couple of rough games. I think he'll bounce back at some point and be fine. Yeah, this one's a little bit different i mean before the injury i'd put my worry level at like a three just because Ooh. like you have you've got julio there now yeah who like we expected to take away some of the production but it's kind of a different different situation than tire kill because the team around tire kill hasn't changed like there wasn't a a receiver that came in expected to get production taken away so I was a little bit worried before the injury, and now that the injury is here, and you don't really know how long this hamstring injury is going to last, and he has not looked good. Like if you've watched him play, yeah, it's he's had some drops. He's yeah, the drops have been the problem. Yeah. Right. So I, I'd put my worry level at this one at like a three and a half. Yeah, yeah. With with the injury, I I would go to three. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like how he's gonna look when he comes back after not looking good already. And it's not like he had bad matchups. Like he went up against Arizona, Seattle, and Indy. You would think he would have yeah. had at least, you know, met his projections in one of those games. Well, I mean, if he doesn't drop like four passes again, I think it was against the Hawks, like it's yeah. totally different. Because he put up seven points against the Seahawks and then week one he put up almost fourteen, but that was with a touchdown. So Take away yeah. that touchdown, and he's under 10 again. It's not really looking too great. But I don't know. Like, you can't trade him right now because no, one, no one's going to give you yeah. what he's worth. And Yeah, I think you just ride it out. Yeah, do you bench him? Like, even if he plays this week, do you just kind of see what happens? It's kind of hard to um, bench him, but... yeah. I mean, you could potentially move him to a flex spot or something like that. I mean, the, better player, the problem but... is you're benching him when he goes up against the Jets, and then the week five he's got Jacksonville. If he plays, 
I would start him because there's also talk that Julio Jones might not play. That's true. So. Yeah, you kind of have to start the, him at that point. I mean, yeah, it's the Jets. I would play him. All right. Moving on. We've got a later round pick. Not super late, but we got Brandon Ayuk coming in from Delta Variant, who started off the year, kind of moved down on the depth chart for some reason. I think he played like one snap or something or got one. I don't think he had a target week one. He did end up getting a touchdown this previous week, had a little bit better of a game. How are we feeling about Brandon Ayuk? Last, if you had asked me this last week, I would have said like a four because it looked bad. But now I'm hovering around probably like a 2.5. Really? You think you think last week I, was the trend? We're going up from here? It's all uphill from here? I think what I think happened is he, he got kind of a little bit overrated going into the season because of what he did last year when Debo was banged up. Debo's healthy now, and it's like, oh, right, he's really good. So he just kind of forgot. I think I was the, – the whole first two weeks for Ayuk was really strange. I didn't understand why he didn't play, like especially in that first game, unless he was still hurt. I don't know. But I think the fact that he got a little bit more involved, finally got a touchdown, I think – at least I feel like he's going to slowly start trending more towards uh, – Closer to what he was last year. Gotcha. So I wouldn't like freak out. So I'd put mine similar, similarly to AJ Brown. I kind of put it at a three and a half still. I yeah. am definitely still waiting to see what happens this week. He's definitely yeah. still riding your bench until it's clear. Like if he puts up another 11 point performance this week, I think you can safely move him into your flex at that point. He had six targets. Last week in a game where, I don't know, I felt like, I don't know, maybe I didn't watch the game very closely, but I felt like Jimmy was a little off target-wise. Definitely it's just waiting out and seeing what happens with Ayuk. And I'm still a little bit worried that he's not going to be nearly as involved as we want him to be in the offense. Another thing is that, I mean, you never want to say it, but Debo is injury prone. That's true. And they also play the Seahawks this week, who have an awful defense. And then they get the Cardinals week five, and then they have a bye week six. So, I mean, you should know by the bye week. Yeah. You should have a better idea. But I would say don't give up on them yet, quite yet, but be wary. Wary. All right. We've got another first-round pick coming in from... McCarry me who says he's worried about CMC. My worry level on this one is a one. And really? Yeah. I don't think if he, I mean, they're not putting him on IR. They want to bring him back from this injury. That would kind of be the only thing that actually worries me is if they bring him back too fast. But I, he's three and zero right now. McCarry me. Like I'm factoring that into this. Like I'm a level one. Gotcha. You're three, you know, it's not, he should be back in a couple of weeks, even if you're three and two at that point, and he comes back healthy. Like he's gonna be great. So that's where I'm at with with McCaffrey. Unless we get some sort of news that says like he's not progressing or his hamstring is like worse than thought, which we would have had by now. I'm at a one. 
Okay. I'm definitely not at a one. Gotcha. I'd say I'm closer to like a three on this one because it hamstring injuries can linger. Like, especially for a running back, it could be the type of thing where he comes back, they think he's fine, boom, he's out another two weeks. And just the way the injury happened, how quickly he was out, that worries me. I think they're they're trying to not put him on IR by all means necessary, and that worries me. Like at a certain point, they're three. Like Panthers are three and zero. Like, at this point, just if you need to sit McCaffrey until he's healthy, just do it. But I'm a little worried they might bring him back too soon. Yeah, that could happen. I mean, I don't see him coming back until like week six anyway. Yeah, which at that point just put him on IR. Maybe. Because it's IR is only three weeks. Yeah, but he would have to miss week four, week five, and week six. Oh, I guess that's technically true. Hey, technically it's three true. games or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're shooting for. And so it could just it could also be a scenario where like they're trying to get him back by week six and then like he tries to come back and then he ends up actually going on IR. Yeah, I mean week six he gets Minnesota, week seven he gets the Giants, week eight he gets the Falcons. That would be so, I mean, nice. when he comes he's, back, he's, he's gonna be good. Yeah. He's gonna be really good. Yeah, I think as the weeks, as the next couple of weeks go on, and there's more information about his injury, I think that'll ease the worry or heighten it. But right now, I'm a little wary. If McCarry me was zero and or one and two or zero and three right now, my worry level would be like a four and a half. Because like, how are you going to yeah. get through the next two three yeah, weeks got... without Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. He did it this week though. Christian McCaffrey only put up five points, yeah. and he came away with the victory. So. <laughs> team let me down that's true they did a little bit all right moving on to the next one who i am very worried about is alan robinson coming in from juicy mango worried about not the player himself yeah not really worried about alan robinson himself but just the bears in general and i had darnell mooney and i just dropped him because i have i see no hope for him yeah for him being able to do anything uh, in the short term, and I don't know how what the long term looks like, but definitely not anything productive, you know, anytime yep. soon. So how you feeling about Allen Robinson? What uh, should he do of, with this player going forward? Five out of five. Yeah, we'll sound the alarm on this one, guys. Yeah. Get to the lifeboats. That offense has looked horrible. Even, I think the better fantasy outlook for Dalton or for Robinson is actually if Dalton plays, because like he can actually get the ball out quicker and all that. But I don't know. I really don't know what you do with Allen Robinson this way. You can't trade him. You're not going to get anything really. I think nope. you either you got to hope that at some point you know Chicago puts together like a couple of good games. And you can try and sell him then, but you may just be stuck with Allen Robinson potentially in your flex or on the bench. I mean, Allen Robinson is running and getting targeted. His like yards per reception are is so low right now. He had a, yeah. six receptions on eleven targets for thirty five yards. Week one, that's an average of five point eight three yards 
per I mean, I catch. think the only hope is that he is still their best receiver. He gets all most of the targets. So maybe he could end up being like a Brandon Cooks or something situation. I mean, Brandon Cooks has looked way better than Allen Robinson. I mean, it's just not good. It's I'd be very worried. I mean, he did like week two. He scored a touchdown and ended up week two. He scored a touchdown and scored nine point four points. So take away yeah. his touchdown, he hasn't What's scored over six and a half points on the season. Uh, do you have to bench him? I think you have to bench him. <sighs> it's tough. I, yeah, until you know more about the quarterback situation this week, you may have to bench him, even if Dalton plays. I'm going to throw out an honorary mention from Juicy Mango's team, Robert Woods. Where would your... That that one's... I'm like, I'm not too worried, but I'm also kind of worried because it seems like it's Cooper Cup's team now. Yeah, I definitely made the right decision when I was making yeah. that pick in my draft. There was like a coin toss on which of these guys would be the dude. And I think everyone's just, everyone's just kind of waiting for the Robert Woods game. And so far, it hasn't come yet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I'd be a little bit worried about Robert Woods at this point. I'd be slightly worried. Not like. I'm not going to bench Robert Woods, though. Yeah. You're not benching him, but you're kind of like waiting for him to have a breakout game. And the longer it goes, the more worried I would be. All right, we'll move on to the player that I submitted. And it's Calvin Ridley. I took him in the second round, and he's just... The Falcons' offense... They're bad. They're not looking good. And I keep waiting for them to just put it together. Because it's the Falcons, they kind of always seem to manage to put up points eventually. Yep. But not what I'm looking for from someone I thought had, you know, top five wide receiver potential. Uh, it's just kind of been disappointing. My yeah. my worry level is at a three right now with Calvin Ridley. And it is slowly going up the more weeks we have where he doesn't have a great game. Yeah. I would put it about I would put it about there too. Because it's, yeah, it's a little frightening how, how bad they've been, but they've proven in the past that this connect, the Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley connection works. Yeah, I don't have any, I don't have any concern about that. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it's maybe they're not quite, the new offense with Arthur Smith isn't quite working yet, and they're just still trying to figure it out, and then eventually, It'll start clicking, and they'll figure it out. But yeah, it's definitely it's not clicking worried. right now. Definitely not clicking right now. No, not at all. What would your level be on Calvin, Mister Calvin? I'd probably go about a three as well, just because if if we're get like five or six games in, then I'm gonna be I'd be like a four or five. The bright right side, now, I'm benefit of the doubt with this team. Yeah, the bright side is he's getting a lot of targets. That's exactly right. So like week three, he had 11. Week two, he had 10. It's like it feels like eventually it's going to start going like you're going to see that positive regression. Yeah, as soon as they start to figure out what to do with him and figure out, you know, if, you know, Kyle Pitt starts being an actual... They need to get the 
get him involved. Yeah, if he starts, if he starts to produce and be a force to be reckoned with, you know, you'd imagine that it would help. Ridley would have a little bit of an easier time out there. But yeah, I'm a little bit worried about him. I was gonna say Jonathan Taylor, but I actually feel confident Ooh. that he'll continue to get the work. I don't know. He, I, yeah, he's also a little worrisome. Um, that's all the ones that I had submitted to me. Do you have any? Maybe on your own team or players um, that you are worried about? I don't necessarily have one on my own team yet. I mean, we briefly talked about Najee, but I don't know if he necessarily fits in this because he's still putting up decent numbers. So I mean, he had 19 points. Yeah, like I'm just more worried about the Pittsburgh offense, really, in general. I mean, they suck, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> they will always be like in games. <laughs> It's not and like he they're gonna have to. He what? gets all the, every he gets everything. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. him being like game scripted out or. Yeah. You know the Steelers want to commit to the run, in some fashion. And with you know if Juju misses time and Deontay's not back, which he should be this week, I mean he's yeah. gonna get targets galore. He'll get, yeah, he'll get catches. I mean it's. Even when they the come other... back, he's gonna get a lot of targets. So. Yeah. And he's yeah. talented. Like, if you actually watch him, he's definitely oh, yeah. the best part of the Steelers' offense. Like, yeah. I'm very happy we have him, or else this season would just absolutely suck. Yeah. There is one guy that I kind of, as we were going through things, it kind of you know, reminded me about him. But what are, you, what are you thinking about Robbie Anderson? Oh, I didn't really look at much about him. I just know he had a really bad week so this week. He's the type of guy. He's coming off a thousand yard season, signs a new contract, and I don't think he's scored more than like five points in a week. Yeah. No, he had one touchdown. He had a touchdown catch in the first yeah. week and that was it. He's been like non existent. Well, it was a long touchdown catch too. One reception for fifty seven yeah. yards and a touchdown. Yeah, because last year he caught almost a hundred passes and this year he's been almost non existent in this offense and you you probably didn't spend like you know a huge amount of capital on him, but he was probably like oh, I forget where it was, but in the middle rounds, and you're expecting him to be like maybe potentially your starting receiver, and he's been hasn't done anything. Yeah, I mean he's on Hoan Hariyama's right now, and just given his team's complexion, like I just bench him and wait for him to actually do something. I guess like I don't see how you can keep playing him at this point. When his last performance was 1.8 points. And I think, like, the majority of the work on that team is going to, like, DJ Moore, right? Oh, yeah, he's been great. You also have Terrace Marshall. And then, well, they just traded Dan Arnold, so. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know I would definitely be worried that. enough to not play him anymore, like, if it was my team. Yeah. I move on from people pretty quickly, though. Like, if they have a down week, I'm just like, all right. I'll wait for you to yeah. get hot again. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know sure exactly where Robbie Anderson went in the draft. I'll have to click on him here. He was drafted in the seventh round, the end of the seventh round at the turn. So, I mean, for the draft capital, that's actually yeah. – I would just, you know, seventh and eighth rounders get moved on from all the time. Yeah. I'd be worried if I was, like, a Panthers fan. Well, I mean, the there's money. three now, so. Oh, that's true. 
Yeah, because there's not much to worry about over there. No. All right. That was our Category 5 Mach 1. The pillar bottom is going down. Get to the lifeboats. Level mi- threat level midnight alarm time. That's a mouthful. I should consider shortening the name of that segment. <laughs> but those are players that we were worried about. And we'll jump into just the weekly matchups this week. Uh, I did a lot less prep because I figured we'd have a lot more conversation about the matchups. We'll start off with mine. I'm going to meet Tim, Team Sioni. Got a chance to send him to 0-4 and, and improve the 2-2. Two and two. If I send him to 0-4, that would be marvelous. I could trash talk him all week. But he put Josh Allen back in the lineup. Uh, so his team, he's starting off Are Josh you? Allen at quarterback. Can't blame him there. He's got Dalvin Cook and Miles Sanders at running back, Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Moore at wide receiver, Robert Tunney at tight end, Jalen Waddle and Justin Jefferson in his flex spots, and he's got Hero Mason Crosby and the 49ers defense, whereas I am currently starting Matthew Stafford, extraordinaire, Jonathan Taylor, uh, and Jeff- and uh, Javante Williams at running back, Calvin Ridley and Cooper Cup at wide receiver, Darren Waller at tight end, and I've got a new flex play in Emmanuel Sanders. Deontay Johnson should be back as well. And then I've got the Cincinnati kicker, Evan McPherson, fear the McPherson, uh, and the Chicago Bears defense. I'm projected to win. No, wait, no, I'm not. Dang it. I'm projected to lose by two points. <laughs> I was projected to win when he had uh, Mr. Justin Fields in the game, in the lineup. <laughs> uh, I think he also didn't have Dalvin Cook in the lineup either last time I looked at it. Anyway, thoughts on this matchup? Who you're going with? You're making all the predictions this week. I'm taking the week off. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say, ooh, this is gonna be a close one, honestly. Looking at the teams, even the projections, close. But I think I, I think I'm gonna have to go against you. Wait a second! I disagree wholeheartedly, sir. My team (laughs) is primed for an explosion. I yeah, I can see that. I I can see Stafford and Cup continuing to do their thing, but I am worried about Taylor. Worried about Javante Williams against Baltimore, Waller. Who knows against the Chargers? The one thing you do have is that if Josh Allen throws touchdowns to Emmanuel Sanders, that's good. Listen, and then you don't need to Deontay worry. Green Deontay Johnson's going to catch ten plus targets they a game. It doesn't matter. Blocks, they might, they might put Jair Alexander on him, and then you end up with a Juju type game. That's which, who's who's on the other team. Juju's not even playing this week. He's got bruised ribs. It's going to be a Deontay and Najee kind of game. They're going to put up more than one touchdown on offense for the first time all season. Maybe. (laughs) Actually, I think they had had two touchdowns on offense against the Bills. Maybe. Probably. I don't remember. I can't believe they beat the Bills, actually. Anyway, you don't need to be worried about my team. They're going to do just fine. Calvin Ridley is going to have an explosion game. I mean, Washington's defense has been surprisingly bad, so. I am actually a little worried about Javante Williams at Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, I hope he gets, like, the goal line touches, which 
they literally split everything in Denver. Like yeah. Melvin Gordon is not the goal line back. Javante Williams is not the goal line back. They're both the goal line back. They're both the third down back. It's crazy. Like I, uh, I was watching the game and I was going to lose already. Like I was pretty much guaranteed to lose uh, just given because my flexes combined for 0.6 points. So I wasn't expecting to win at that point. Um, but I, they were on the goal line and I was like, man, I really hope that that's not Melvin Gordon. And I watched it and it was Melvin Gordon. And the very next, and he didn't get into the end zone. And the very next play, they throw a pass to the running back. And I'm like, dang, there's Melvin Gordon. And it's Javante Williams. Like they switched out running backs one play later. So it's like, I don't really have anything to worry about because they're both going to get work. And he's yeah. looked really good. Um, I think there's a lot of hope for him too. I think if, as the season goes, there's potential for him to take more, take more away from Gordon. Yeah, he's getting stronger each week. He's like a snowball uh, <laughs> rolling down the hill, rolling down the hill, like in uh, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's a problem. Team Sioni, though, I don't know how you can play Jalen Waddle at this point. Uh, yeah. hasn't put up over 10 points the past two weeks. I'd honestly put Zach Moss back in. I, yeah, if I was, he plays. I was going to do that. I would, I would consider putting Zach Moss in. Should I play anybody from my bench? I was thinking of starting Hines and Taylor at the same time. Uh, no, I would potentially, depending on how the week goes, Trey Sermon might be a good start against Seattle. If he ends up being the back again, Maybe. The Seattle team's not the run. Man. I think they would rather just give the ball to Kyle Huszczyk and. Yeah. No, but I don't. I don't think the coach likes Trey Sermon, dude. I do not think Kyle Shanahan likes Trey Sermon. But they were. He was the one who, like, he wanted to trade up for him. Yeah, I think he's changed his know. mind. I don't know. The, well, running game, the running game hasn't actually looked good. No. I'm pretty sure it's just Elijah Mitchell's backfield and he gets back. But all right, you're going against me this week. I'll write it down so that I remember. I'm picking with my head. Picking with his head. All right. Not his heart. The heart says Silver Surfer. Anyway, uh, Team Luis is playing Stitches Get Witches this week. Team Luis is fielding Justin Herbert at quarterback, Alvin Kamara and David Montgomery at running back, DeAndre Hopkins and Adam Thielen at wide receiver, TJ Hawkinson at tight end, He's going one running back, one wide receiver in his flex with Jamar Chase and Michael Carter. And he's got Jason Sanders and the football team's defense. And then going up against Stitches Get Witches, who has Dak Prescott at QB, Austin Eckler and Leonard Fournette at running back, Devontae Adams and Julio Jones at wide receiver, Rob Gronkowski at tight end. And then he's got Debo Samuel and Chase Edmonds at his flex spots. And he's got Harrison Butker and the Rams' defense. What are we looking at here? It's projected to be a five-point win by Cinches Gay Witches. Um, it's Carolina. Oof. This is an interesting one, too. I think it's another close one. I think I'm thinking I'm going to go with Snitches Get Witches, though. Just because I see potential for Luis... Team Luis to have some down games, 
with especially with Hopkins, they're going against the Rams. He's going to see uh, Jalen Ramsey all game, and he's so we'll see how that goes. Um, I don't like Michael Carter starting at your flex. Not a fan of that, but I think it might. I think it'd be close, but and also don't trust anyone on the Bears right now, even if it is against the Lions. Yeah, I don't David be, Montgomery, man. Like the Lions have been, they play hard. So yeah, I could, I can also see Dak going off in his game. Adams will probably light it up, and then I can see. Yeah, I can feel it. Man, I just don't know. I don't. I could see Kamara having a good game. Montgomery started the season so promisingly, and then, oh, and God, then they just decided that. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Chicago, but I was I after the first game, I thought, man, Montgomery's going to have a great season, and they're just yeah. throwing it all away. Yeah, Hopkins hasn't looked too great past couple weeks. Maybe he's due though. I mean. Yeah, but that not with I don't think with not this week. Not this week. Maybe next week. Because I just Dylan Ramsey is just going to be on him. Well, then I would assume with the way they've been playing with that that receiver group, they they don't need to just force it to Hopkins. They they got other guys now. I mean, looking at the other side of the ball, though, I don't see a whole lot of super great matchups. I mean, Chase Edmonds. That's tough. You got to think that Bill Belichick's going to have a plan for Gronkowski, right? Yeah, but can they stop it? Probably not. Well, I don't know. Maybe a lot of it. I think a lot of this also depends on the status of Julio Jones. If he plays, then yes, because they're playing the Jets. And if he plays and AJ Brown doesn't, that yeah. can be a big day for him. The one guy I'm really not. Sold on is Leonard Fournette in the starting lineup, but yeah, but it's not there's not a whole lot of other options. You could put Chase yeah. Edmonds in your second running back spot and then and find a different flex Ruggs. play. Rugs could be interesting. He's got he's kind of he's showing some flashes. Yeah, he's got the Chargers. Yeah, that could be a that could be a sneaky play there. Yeah, but I'm I'm going snitches get witches. All right, taking the favored person once again moving on to Hohen Hariyama's playing you maximum effort Hohen's trying to avoid an 0-4 start while you are trying to avoid an 1-3 start we've got Kyler Murray at QB for Hohen Hariyama's and Tony Gibson and James Conner at running back Tyree Kill and Mike Evans at wide receiver Noah Fance at tight end two wide receiver flex plays and Marvin Jones and Robbie Anderson Matthew Prater I don't think he goes by Matthew. I don't think his name is actually Matthew. Matt Prater as his kicker and the Steelers defense. And then you've got Russell Wilson at quarterback. The Harris combo, Damian and Najee at running back. Chris Godwin and CeeDee Lamb are your wide receivers. Travis Kelsey at tight end. And you've got Jamal Williams back in the mix as a running back flex. And you got Tim Patrick at wide receiver flex. Jason Myers and the Buccaneers defense. Do you want me to do analysis on this one since it's your matchup or Yeah, you can you can go on this one. Alright, well you were projected to win by twelve points, which is a pretty hefty projection. I don't know. Man, I don't know. 
I understand putting Jamal Williams back in there. He's it's a it's like a split. Yeah, it's a split backfield. And they're playing the Bears, so I agree. I agree with that decision. I don't think I'd play any of your flex plays over him. I think he's a lot safer. He got a higher floor for sure. Yeah. Um, the only I maybe put Michelle in if Henderson doesn't play again. Yeah, I think that's a better play, especially this week against Arizona. If they just been. Yeah, if he's gonna start, I might bench Damian Harris for him because they're they're playing Tampa. Okay, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, Jamal Williams or Damian Harris. If Sony Michelle gets to start, I mean, Arizona's defense against the run has just been so bad. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, Travis Kelsey should have a good game. Tim Patrick gets a boost because of the injury to KJ yeah. Hamler, and he's already been like. You know, he's they look solid. for him in the red zone. You know, he's been he's been a solid flex play. On the yeah. other side of the ball, Hohen has just a running back issue where Antonio Gibson needs to get the ball more on passing downs. I don't get it. Just pass it to him. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I Stop don't get playing it. McKissick. Stop playing him. Yeah. McKissick is just such a such a buzzkill, man. Yeah, he is. Uh, the you know Robbie Anderson's got to step it up. I don't really see a. a I mean, I've picked Honar almost the past three weeks. I'm bucking that yeah, trend because it hasn't worked out at all, <laughs> and I just don't see how there's any way unless Kyler just completely goes off. For you know, it's a really competitive game, really high scoring game, and he has over forty points. I just don't see a way that you don't win this one. Right. So I'm taking you. There we go. Get me back on that winning track. Yes. All right, mm-hmm. moving on. We've got Delta Variant going up against Michael Scott Paper Company. Delta Variant's got Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, Ezekiel Elliott and Joe Mexican at running back, Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen at wide receiver, Tyler Higby at tight end, Chase Claypool and Brandon Ayuk as two wide receiver flexes. And he's got Greg the Leg and the Bengals defense. And then Michael Scott Paper Company has Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Jones and Chris Carson at running back. Tyler Lockett and Michael Pittman at wide receiver. Dallas Goddard at tight end. And he's got DeAndre Swift and Cam Sutton. Sorry, Cortland Sutton. I have called Cortland Sutton Cameron like the past three years consistently. And I just can't get out of my head. Cortland Sutton is his, uh, his other flex there. And he's got Young Hoku and the Browns defense, which the Browns defense last week put up 16 points. I don't know if that's going to happen this week against Minnesota. We will see. Interesting. They put up 16 points without scoring a defensive touchdown, by the way. So that's that's usually pretty rare. Bad some teams are. Um, All right. So this is going to be my. I'm going to go with the Michael Scott paper company on this one. He's moving forward. Bucking the trend of the. the, uh, Whatever it's called. I can't even think of it right now. The the predicted scores. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Taking the favored player. Yeah. Um, what do they call just, it? Against the spread. Something yeah. Like that. There we go. <laughs> so yeah. What, yeah. Um, mostly because this feels like the type of week where like Mahomes is just gonna go off because he's all pissed off, and it's Philly, and I think he could end up with like a huge day. I like Aaron Jones because he catches a lot of passes. Pitt. 
Is Watt gonna play? Maybe. They're banged. If he up. doesn't play, they're banged up everywhere. Yeah, it, they I mean, got some injuries. I like that matchup. I mean, if Chris Watt Carson plays, it's a much better defense. But, so. Oh yeah, Chris Carson's been a little underwhelming, but he's always good for you know potential touchdowns, goal line, Lockett has just been awesome except for last week but i don't know i like i like their i like his side better but just looking at the matchups things like that i think it'll be could be a close one but i just have a feeling mahomes is gonna have like 30 to 40 points do you play hubbard chuba anyway? i'm It's hard, honestly. This team guys actually looks really good. Yeah, this team looks really good. in your flex is pretty good. If you could somehow get Goddard out out of there and put in Hubbard, that <laughs> yeah. would that put would Hubbard really in good. your tight end spot, and you will yeah. sail the victory. Uh, it's kind of interesting yeah. that as of right now, Delta variant has Ayuk in the flex. Yeah, could go Patterson. Or I mean, Henderson, I, I yeah, Henderson, if he plays, I definitely think he's going to yeah. fill in there. I don't think there's any way you keep Ayuk in. Got to keep Claypool in. He had 15 targets last week. If Juju or Deontay miss, either one of them, he's going to have pretty much the same yeah. amount of targets. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Michael Scott paper company. All right. Just the upside of Patrick Mahomes, huh? Just, just, Tannehill, I just have a feeling. Tannehill doesn't bring that amount of upside, that's for sure. What and that also against the Jets, that feels like a game where it's just gonna be like Derrick Henry has like three touchdowns by halftime and the game's over. Yeah. But we'll see. All right, moving on. We've got Juicy Mango going up against Black Panther. Just a couple more matchups to go through here. Juicy Mango's got Kirk Cousins at quarterback, Nick Chubb and Melvin Gordon at running back. Allen Robinson and Robert Woods at wide receiver. Logan Thomas at tight end. He's got Marquise Brown and Mike Williams as his flex plays. And he's got Daniel Carson in the Broncos defense. And then Black Panthers got Tom Brady at QB, Derrick Henry, and Kareem Hunt at running back. DK Metcalf and Odell Beckham Jr. at wide receiver. And then he's got Mark Andrews at tight end. He's got A.J. Brown and Elijah Mitchell in his flex spots. And then he's got Matt Gay and the Patriots defense. So AJ Brown gets demoted into his flex position. Try to motivate him. I'm actually just be. I, he probably just does that because he's questionable. But I like to think of it as a demotion to motivate my players. <laughs> <laughs> you are no longer wide receiver one worthy. No, nope, you're a flex play. You're a flex play from now on. Anyways, thoughts on this one? It's projected to be a 12 point win by Black Panther, which is quite large. Man, this is hmm. Hmm. This is a little tougher just because um, Black Panther has a couple of guys, Mitchell and AJ Brown, that potentially might not play. Yeah, if they don't play. That changes things a lot because he's got to put in Tyson Williams and maybe Corey Davis. But if the guys in the lineup play, I think I would go. I'm gonna go with Black Panther just because I can't predict who's not going to play. That's true. Uh, Juicy Mango has been yeah. kind of surprising, you know, yeah. with I mean, his performances. Yeah, really well. You know, he's getting 
a lot of support from Mike Williams, like picking up the slack from Allen Robinson and Robert Woods. You know, maybe if those two guys actually have a game and Mike Williams continues his trend, like it turns the tides in this one. Mm Kind of sucks that Josh Jacobs is out. Um, Or supposed to be out. I don't know. If Josh Jacobs plays and he can put Jacobs in for, I don't know. I think you have to put him in for Marquise Brown, but I don't know. Wait, who who has Jacobs? Uh, Juicy Mango has him in IR right now. Oh, okay. I can't see that. He's going to have to move him out, but. Gotcha. I don't know. I think this one's going to be a lot closer than the projection, honestly. I do too, yeah. But you're making the picks this week, so I won't say who wins. I'm going Black Panther just because I like some of the matchups on his players a little bit better. Gotcha. Alan Robinson and Woods is not, I don't like that. Yeah, you don't like the way it's looking for those guys? No. All right, one more matchup on the week. We've got an 0-3, the thing going up against a 3-0, McCarry Me. It's actually projected to be a win by the thing by 16 points as of now because of the injury to Christian McCaffrey and T. Higgins being out. So the thing starting Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Saquon Barkley and James Robinson at running back, Terry McLaurin and Stephon Diggs at wide receiver, Mike Gesicki at tight end, Tyler Boyd and Brandon Cooks in his flex spots. He's got Tyler Bass in the Saints defense. And then for McCarry Me, he's got Lamar Jackson at quarterback, Clyde Edwards Elaire and Miles Gaskin at running back, Cole Bleasley and Nelson Aguilar at wide receiver. He's got George Kittle in his tight end spot. And then he's got Christian Kirk and Kenny Galladay as his flex plays, and Justin Tucker in the Bills defense. So you kind of see the holes he has with Higgins and McCaffrey being out. What are your thoughts on this one? Hmm. Um, I'm. I think I'm going with the projection on this one. I think the thing I like. I like his team right now better. The loss of uh, McCaffrey, I think, is going to hurt him this week for McCarry me. Yeah. Man, I just Clyde had a good game last week. Yeah, I don't expect that to happen again. I think I agree with you. I no. think it's going to be all Patrick Mahomes just, just dishing it out all over the field. Some, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill having huge games. Yeah, starting then, Cole Beasley and Nelson Aguilar as his two. Yeah, Beasley is not receivers. Not that bad against Houston, but. Yeah, not ideal as your as your top two receivers. But I mean, luckily he can, like he can take this one if he ends up losing. He can yeah. take the he blow. He can survive it. Three and zero can afford to lose one here. But yeah, I think just looking at the things, team, things team is pretty good for the most part. So he it's had a slow of... start to the season, and it was probably all because of Saquon Barkley, like also having yeah, a slow yeah. start to the season. I think Saquon yeah, Barkley not, is, he's ramped he's up. Getting back. He's ready to he's go. Getting back. I think so. He's got tough matchup this week, but he's yeah. getting back. Yeah, I think he's ready. Um, man, he had 16 carries, seven targets last week, so 23 chances at the ball. Hmm. I think they're going to really lean on him, especially as an 0-3 team. you got to lean on your best player. James yep. Robinson is looking up. Like, from like the, yeah, he's finally They're starting the to just yeah, take the pressure off of – Trevor Lawrence and just hand the ball to James Robinson, who's yeah, running really well. 
Cherry McLaurin gets Atlanta. So, I mean, after a down week, I expect a bounce back there. There's just a lot of things. A lot of things going for the thing this week. Yeah. Any flex plays you would play, you you would make, though? For either team, not really, to be honest. I mean, there's not much options for carry me because two of his guys are out. Yeah, maybe hit up waivers, but even then, I mean, I would maybe consider replacing Cole Beasley, but I don't know who you would put in for him at this point. Yeah. Even with I mean, even with the short benches, like the waivers are just almost bare. Yeah, there's, there's nothing not out much. there. There's not a lot. The top, you know, choice you could choose for wide receivers right now is Elijah Moore, which you're not going to play him. Ooh. You're not going to no, play Darnell no. Mooney. Don't play any receivers on the Jets right now. Maybe Zach Pascal, like, maybe. Uh, yeah, just hope for like a he gets a touchdown. Yeah, Brian Edwards maybe, just because of how good Derek Carr's been playing. He's got some. He's got like a boomer bust type of potential. I don't know. He's actually been pretty like consistently putting up like around ten points, but he has not been yeah. getting like the. He doesn't get a lot of targets. He does not get a lot of targets. You're you're all right. Yeah. That's unlucky. You could pick up Rondell Moore. I dropped him because I wasn't going to play that game no. where you don't know when the player is going to get in, when the player is not going to get in. Yeah. Anyway, so you're going the thing in this Wrong. one. Who did you choose yep. in the other two 0-3 matchups? We had the matchup between uh, me. So matchup between me oh, and Simcioni. You took Emcioni. Yeah. And yeah. then we had the matchup between Hoenn Hariyamas and you. And you I took... I took you. Yeah. All right. So if the projections all go the way we think they are, or you think they are, and I guess me as well, we'll end up with one 0-4 team. I'm sorry, but I'm kind of hoping that happens. I disagree. (laughs) I hope there is one 0-4 team, and it's Team MC Oni. Oh, well, uh, there's that, too. <laughs> All I right. Just wanna I just want to win. This is the first week of the interdivision plays. It'll be for the next eight weeks where we find out who or which division, which group of superheroes will reign supreme. Uh, we'll know that by the end of week 12, I think. All right. Week 11. We'll know which division is the best. And I'm excited because I got my record tracker keeper things. I'm going to put up over the comic books that I have. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. All right, we're back to one-hour shows because of Clinton. Ooh. Thanks for coming yeah. on, Clinton. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was, it was a great episode. Lots of fun stuff. Yep. Good luck on your matchups, everyone. Have a good week. Good luck.